Oh man, there's so many people in this class. Where do I sit? Everyone looks like they've found their friends. Why do I have to be so awkward? Do you struggle to meet new people? Whoa! Find it hard to break out of your comfort zone? Uh, yes. Feel like it's easier to just stay quiet and go home right after class? Yeah, actually. Well, then you need the friend magnet. The friend what? The friend magnet. The friend magnet brings the friends right to you. Gone are the days of putting yourself out there or trying new clubs or events. With a friend magnet, you can find people for your group project with the click of a button. Simply download the friend magnet app to your telephone device and watch the friends come to you. The friend magnet will find you people to swap notes with, people that have similar interests and will eat lunch with you, and people to share your success with other than your mom. So the next time your prof calls out a breakout room, you can go in ready to connect with the friend magnet. There's no such thing as the friend magnet, but sometimes we wish there was. Making friends and finding connections can be an intimidating process, but that doesn't mean it's impossible or not worth trying. Having relationships with our peers, profs, and colleagues can help us feel supported and inspired. This episode, we're talking about networking and community building at university. This podcast has been funded by the eCampus Ontario Virtual Learning Strategy Grant. Hello, listeners. I'm Brianna Rowett, and I will be your host throughout this mini-series. And I'm Sam, your co-host, and welcome to the Backstage Pass podcast. Made in conjunction with two Toronto universities, our goal for the Backstage Pass podcast project is to shed light on the university experience so that prospective students from Ontario who belong to equity-deserving groups feel prepared with the skills and resources that can make going to university feel like a possibility. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing from a variety of people in the education system, from university students to academic experts, as well as some of you. We wanted to hear from other prospective students on their thoughts, feelings, and fears about attending university. Backstage Pass also includes a range of resources to support you, depending on how much you want to learn and how you like to learn. First, we have four audio podcast episodes like this one. We also have free e-learning modules that go into detail about the issues discussed on the podcast and will provide you with an overview of how things like money, networking, and study skills work at the university level. This episode, we're talking about relationships. Not the romantic kind, but academic and professional ones. Finding community is an important part of the university experience. It helps us feel like we belong and allows us to explore opportunities, develop new interests and goals. The thought of forming new relationships can be intimidating and that makes total sense. It's scary to think about going to a place with thousands of people and not knowing anyone. Thoughts like, I don't know how to talk to professors, I'm not like other students, and I don't know how to network or make friends can come up when we start to think about going to university. There's also something about the concept of networking that can feel elite. Like you're trying to get in on a secret society of people who wear suits all the time, have money, study business or law, or know how to talk in a certain way. But really, networking is just about building relationships that ideally will lead to new opportunities. Building new connections with other students and peers requires seeking out smaller pre-existing networks. It's usually easier to make friends within a group of 10 people than it is in a lecture hall filled with 300 students. 
Seeking out different groups, events, networks, and resources that might connect you to the types of people you want to know are a great way to start, but will always involve some exploration and experimentation. And remember, almost everyone around you is going through a similar situation. They are also anxious, maybe insecure, and looking for people to connect with as well. So, Sam, did you know anybody going into your program? Were you all alone? How did you feel? And were you nervous about making friends? Um, I think I was just pretty stuck up. I had a big ego coming in to school. <laughs> I thought I was all that because, like, I went to university originally to study journalism and then... For there, I was pretty shy and I was kind of sad because I was in a long distance relationship and that was no fun. But then when I dropped out of that program and came to the current university that I'm at, I felt like I kind of had this like chip on my shoulder and that I was kind of better than <laughs> people who were already there because I had said like, oh, I've already been to university. So like, I got this. I don't want to be around all of these people straight out of high school. So <laughs> I definitely isolated myself within the first year and kind of just stuck to my partner and maybe just a few people that like were around me in classes but for the most part I thought I was smarter than everybody else which is not a good not a good vibe but probably by the second year is where I started making friends because I just started talking to people in my classes more and had more group projects to get to know them and just had a little bit more faith in the people around me. <laughs> I think that's very funny because I was quite the opposite um, when I went to the open house for my for the university I go to. I was so overwhelmed and so intimidated by what everybody had going on. I felt like I didn't know anything and everybody in the room was smarter than me. And I think that caused me to isolate specifically in my first year, just because I didn't know if people even wanted to, to speak to me or make connections with me. Um, and I think a lot of that was just my own nerves and me being a little bit insecure. And that's a totally normal feeling. Um, so I think it's very interesting that <laughs> they have very two different perspectives on coming into university and making friends. But I mean, you talked about meeting people in class, but were there any other places, clubs or anything like that, where you really like found a community that you clicked with? Yeah, like sometimes I would volunteer to put on kind of like a lecture talk or go to a guest event and I might have been there to like set up audio. And that's kind of how I started meeting people who were also interested in audio and were in my program um, and just talking to them before the guests even got there or during setup or putting things away. That's when I started to open up to people and say like, hey, these people are actually competent. I, I like hanging out with you. <laughs> so, but yeah, definitely looking back that kind of cruddy attitude I had the, at the beginning, I now see how that would have been, how it isolated myself and how it isolated people like you, Brianna. <laughs> I mean, it can be very easy to put yourself in a box, especially when you're around hundreds of people in a lecture room. It can be very like, I'm one tiny fish in this giant ocean of a lecture hall. So it's super easy to isolate yourself. But especially in university, I think it's important to make any type of community, even if it's just two people that you like talk to and share notes with. Like I know for me last semester, I made a, a resolution or a goal for myself to make a new friend in every single class. And like, not like a bestie, but just somebody that I could be like, hey, like how was the lecture? Hey, do you need help with like any project or anything? Just to kind of make those connections because 
stuff happens. Sometimes you can't always be present in school. Things come up and you might need a person to rely on or be like, hey, what happened in lectures or anything important I need to know. So if it makes you uncomfortable, sometimes it's just having a backup of information or somebody you can talk to for those things. Um, Were there any misconceptions you had about networking? Because I know we said before, it can feel kind of like this elitist process, like you're trying to get to the top and it can be very overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, no, I definitely felt like I had to dress very professionally and go and shake people's hands, which I was nervous for because I have sweaty <laughs> hands and I'm like that's not a good that's not a good look for anybody. So I was always kind of nervous about this whole idea of networking and I felt like, you know what, I'm just so shy, which makes no sense because I had such a big <laughs> ego, but I was just so shy that I didn't really want to talk to anybody professionally because I didn't know what I wanted to do so how am I going to advertise myself to other people if I don't even you know have my Mm -hmm. stuff together but once I started just seeing the results of my actions and just interacting with people in my program and interacting with people at events just starting up friendly conversations I realized oh that's what networking is it's just making friends wherever you go and if you just have a genuine interest in somebody or just friendly with them, people remember that. And if you're in a creative field like mine or something very practical, people might just call you up and say like, hey, uh, we met here and I remember you talking about this and your interest in this. I was wondering if you wanted to jump on this project. And it's kind of as simple as that. Or sometimes it's just referring people Mm -hmm. to other people. So if you know a friend who's really into graphic design or um does research in a particular field and you hear about another project that might interest them just connecting them to that project or the people who would be able to help them out that's also not worth 100 percent. and i i think sometimes people confuse networking with like a job interview like they're not the same thing the idea of like dressing professionally and knowing 100 percent what you what you want and what you're good at it's it's not always like that sometimes networking can just be like following somebody on Instagram that has a similar interest as you or has worked on a project that you know of or you like or just genuinely like appreciate you don't it doesn't have to be as formal as everyone makes it out to be and obviously there are some situations where networking can be a little bit more formal for example if you apply for a program or you are looking for job prospects then maybe those can be a little bit more formal but yeah at the end of the day as long as you're making connections that actually feel good to you or you know that might benefit you then that's networking and that's good enough (laughs) I love that you pointed out that it doesn't have to take place in person like that whole idea of following somebody on Instagram or even just connecting in a group chat for a course or you know being on a discord channel about a subject or you know class that you're in it's all it's all networking once you start talking. Discord to is great. Ten out of ten would recommend Discord. It's a great place for <laughs> if you're an introvert or you just want to meet people and in person isn't for you, which is totally understandable in the world we live in. Discord can be such a helpful resource, especially I know some professors now are like making their own attempts to make Discord chats for the groups or for groups of students, which I really appreciate because it's just like, put us all in a room, let us figure it out. And that's also a great networking tool. Discord's great. That's where I find my people. (laughs) You can be extra there. (laughs) You, You can be so extra. You can be sending memes, but also be like, commenting on somebody's like romantic advice like yeah. discord's great discord's just a vibe 
comes to networking, you're likely not starting from scratch. You already have a network and it's probably bigger than you think. Online, your network can be made up of people like your Instagram followers, Discord channel members, and even anyone you've communicated with through email, text, Snapchat, and other direct messaging platforms. In person or in real life, our networks consist of people we've interacted with in the past or people we currently know. These people have probably played a variety of roles in your life, such as your relatives, friends, previous teachers, coworkers, members of your spiritual community, and even your hairdresser. However loosely you're connected to these people, you are connected, and so they are in your network. As a practice, networking is all about identifying the connection you currently have, continuing to develop new connections, and thinking creatively about how these relationships can support your personal and professional growth. Finding people with similar interests, passions, or life experiences can be really rewarding. Let's hear from Lavarnan, a first-generation disabled student who was able to make a difference in his community and develop some really cool skills because of networking. Community building is definitely a huge thing for me. Um, I would say that just, I guess, even like in the basic sense, just emotionally speaking, you want to have those people that you can relate to, the people who, it sounds funny to say, but the people who will struggle with you uh, during midterm season, exam seasons, like everyone's in the same boat, really, uh, more or less. And so just having people who you could say, yeah, you know, I'm not the only one going through this is definitely a huge uh, push in the right direction, as well as just building that network for future careers and just exposing yourself to different opportunities. Like um, you need to con confront and acknowledge that fear of meeting somebody that you've never talked to before, um, whether it's a professor or a program director or just somebody in your class. You need to, you know, accept that the fact that you've never spoken to with this person before, but at the same time, they will probably be willing to talk to you. And so my first step in that regard was going to networking events. Um, like I said, I'm an introvert. It was probably the most nerve-wracking and terrifying thing I've ever done at university, just sitting there in a room with a bunch of career professionals and asking questions. And the first one I went to, I didn't even ask any questions. I kind of just sat there. As soon as they said, thank you, I was gone. I left. <laughs> but I went back again, like uh, a week after to a different one. And I, get, I did it again and again and again. And through that, I met with professors. I met with uh, the wonderful staff at the Career and Co-op Center. I met with counselors. I've met with just other students. And eventually, I made my way into those Discord servers that were student-related. So... Um, a recent thing with Discord is that they have student hubs. And so any student from Ryerson can join a student hub and they'll have access to all these different, whether it's course uh, discords or student group discords, or anything like that. And so as you can tell, I'm a big advocate for Discord. I love Discord. But um, <laughs> but no, I think there's definitely a lot of um, avenues in which you can go about it, whether it's through Instagram, which I've been starting to use a lot more recently. Um, I guess a lot of the time students think that networking has to be the super serious, you know, you have to sit down in a meeting and like pose specific questions. And I mean, I think you've just you've been talking about this a little bit, but like, does networking have to be that formal and serious? No way at all. Absolutely not. I went into networking with the exact same mindset. I was the first networking event, like I mentioned, I was honestly debating if I should bring a suit and tie. Like it's it's not that bad. You can go in sweater, you can go in like sweatpants. It's honestly I would say is um 
in terms of networking is to be open-minded and to don't be afraid to reach out to people because university is that environment where you you meet so many people even in just like a day-to-day basis you meet so many new people and you get exposed to so many different opportunities and experiences that you should just be open-minded and willing to take on those like opportunities and because of that i've been able to be a part of um, committees in which i'm able to have my disability be a position of active voice and so um, an example of this would be um one time I was actually late for class. Uh, it's a weird, it's a weird story, but I was late for class because uh, Ryerson doesn't exactly have the best elevator or like maintenance services. So their elevators tend to be down for about ninety mm, percent of the year. So, <laughs> so I ended up kind of ranting slash talking to a professor about that because she knew I was like pretty hardworking in her course and that it was weird to see me show up late. And so what happened was I would take a huge detour around campus just to get to the class because it's on a, a second floor. So I had to go through multiple buildings and yeah, it was a, a whole thing. But because of that connection, I was able to join the, what I believe it's called the Teaching and Learning Spaces Working Committee. And so what they do is they renovate classrooms and tailor it more to, I guess you could say a modernized space. And so I'm a both a undergraduate representative as well as an accessibility advocate. So I would, yeah, I would uh, basically advocate for things like better sight lines, uh, having more mobility for students with wheelchairs and walkers, and just having spaces so that it isn't as congested and you know crowded so that people with disabilities can feel just as welcomed as any other student in the classroom setting. I guess my takeaway from that, all that would be um, networking and just being involved in the community would honestly be more important than just attending university for your coursework and for your academic success. Because once you graduate, within a couple of years, you're not going to retain all that information, but you still retain those networks. You still retain those connections that you've made. And that's so, so important that students kind of take for granted in the first year. At the end of the day, you got to realize professors are people too, you know, and the same could be said about like HR recruiters and job seekers and all that. Everyone is they're all people. And so they want to make those connections. They want to meet those people. They want to have those like personal experiences. So yeah, there is some professionalism involved for sure in some cases, but for the most part, you can be casual about it and people are very receptive of it. As you've heard from LeVarden, finding community and building your network can take many forms, whether it be through participating in student-led chats on Discord, getting involved in extracurricular activities, or even just talking to people in your class. Students often feel a sense of self-empowerment and a strong connection to their communities, helping us to feel involved in our studies and industries. As we wrap up here, I'm curious, Brianna, what do you do to make the process of networking less intimidating? Well, for me personally, I know I start with other students um, just because I feel like we're all at the same academic level. There's not a lot of... um, ego at play most of the time. Uh, It can be a little bit intimidating when you're networking with teachers or professionals in an industry, for example. So I find just talking to other students, seeing who their connections are, or if they have connections to people maybe higher up in the field that you want to be in, or in a project you want to participate in. I think just keep it on the same playing field talking to other students and like making friends because a lot of the times especially if you make a really good connection that professional aspect may lead into like an actual friendship or somebody you just get along with and who doesn't need that in their life right 
<laughs> I love that you brought up making friends because for me it was all about developing mutually beneficial connections with others so whether it was like sending notes of congratulations or like you know genuine appreciation to people that you know about projects that they're currently doing or promotions that they've had essentially you just want to do things because you like the person not because you think that you're going to get something out of it because when you do it with this idea that you're going to get something out of it or you're going to get a job out of this person it feels almost shallow so well like I think actually our friendship is is a pretty good example of just kind of like networking we both applied to the same job we both got hired but like I think you have so much knowledge you've given me so much information that is just beneficial for my career and school and stuff and like I could see myself doing more projects with you outside Aww. of this so I think that this is a really good example of just like you know you meet somebody randomly or casually because of a situation you network and then like you make a connection that's actually beneficial and like you make a friend so that's cute right <laughs> yeah honestly work friends are the best friends because you just like whether you have a shared trauma of just like the work is <laughs> not so great or you have like a work experience like ours and our work environment yeah. is amazing you just develop friends that way and you discover like hey these are my people and this is who I'd like to work with in the future so I'm so glad you called me your <laughs> friends like I feel so complimented yeah work this friends is a, this and we've never day. met each other in person <laughs> this has been a strictly like online friendship but it's been it's been great I've had so much fun working with you I don't know if that was off topic but I don't think that was off work topic friends networking <laughs> work friends it, it's all related I recently had a conversation with uh, my partner's dad about this and we kind of had this like disagreement where I was talking about networking and talking about the concept of just making friends and he was talking about how you know what you just have to look at networking as stepping stones to opportunities and I took it very much as this idea of like oh you're stepping on people this very you know white collar elite <laughs> type of thing but he, he didn't necessarily mean it in, in that way he meant it more like you're doing it to find a support yeah. network um, and you're looking for people who are going to support you to get to places that you want to be in. So yeah, if you're going to go into networking with this idea that you're going to use people to get what you want, then, you know, this idea of being in a suit and this elitist society comes about. But when you're doing that, it can feel really intimidating because if that doesn't come naturally to you, it becomes very exhausting and it's almost like you're performing. And over the long term, it might not be something that you want to do and it might deter you from making further connections but again like if you look at it like making friendships and being nice to people and being around people that you genuinely enjoy being around then it feels more natural and rewarding that way and if you're nice to people generally they're going to be nice to you back um and if you're not somebody who's super outgoing you can think of it as just being on good terms with people mm -hmm. around you don't don't burn any bridges don't be like first year Sam and be mean <laughs> <laughs> and have a big ego because that's not good. It's not going to get you anywhere. It's a lonely life. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Just don't be mean. Moral of the story, don't be mean. Um, okay. I think that's a good note to end off on. If there's anything we hope listeners take away from this episode, it's that it's never too late to make new connections and get involved in initiatives or projects that interest you. If you don't see yourself represented in a specific community, then it's 
also totally okay to make your own. Um, if there's something that you're passionate about, something you want to speak on, make that room for yourself. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to have your ideas heard. And 99% of the time, if you have an idea or there's something that you're passionate about, there's probably going to be a couple other people who are passionate about it as well. So yeah, you can be a leader in your own sense. Sometimes it's not about finding the perfect connections to get you to where you want to go. Sometimes you could just say, this is where I want to be and make that space for yourself. Leadership and initiative is good for networking as well. For tips and tricks on other networking topics like talking to professors, using career resources and leadership, check out the Backstage Pass e-learning module that goes with this episode. Link to that is in our show notes. Next episode, we're going to be discussing time management and study skills, so make sure to keep on listening. In the meantime, if you want to check out either Sam or myself, follow the project on social media and access the transcription of this episode, which you can find in the links in our show notes. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Backstage Pass with myself, Sam McNulty, and Brianna Rowett.